Mom! Dad! Uncle Chris is here! Hiya, Jimmy. You got yourself a job yet? Not yet, Uncle Chris. You know, you really don't need to call me uncle anymore. You're 26. Really? Okay, Chris. <laughs> that feels a bit weird, but I guess you're the uncle. It's up to you. Yeah, but, but not a real uncle. What? Hi, Chris. Go on in, mate. Wait, what did you say? What's going on? Nothing. I was just telling Jimmy he doesn't need to call me uncle anymore, especially as I'm not his actual uncle. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? We haven't actually spoken to Jimmy yet about that. What? But I'm not his real uncle. Shh. He knows that. Surely, I'm just an old friend of yours. Mum. Dad. This is true. Oh my god! I can't believe it! I don't! Jimmy, please. Leave him, love. You lied! Oh, what is real? I think you'd best go, Chris. He calls loads of people uncle, doesn't he? I'm sure I've heard him call Steve uncle. He called Roger uncle just the other day. Oh, it's worse than that. Oh, God, we've had our heads in the sand for too long about this. Please, Chris, it's time we sorted this out. What about dinner? Just go! Hmm. It says here that donkeys have soulmates for life and that they can die of a broken heart. Oh, no way. That's so lovely and sad. Yeah. Hang on. When Dad died... The donkey next door died the next day. Just a coincidence? Hmm. Welcome to Oxford Zoo. This is a customer announcement. The chimpanzees will be holding a referendum on independence today. If the eyes have it, then Chimp Mountain will be declared a city-state and will open a historic first embassy in Tarantula Town. Martin, it's just been such a perfect night. Those miniature pork pies were so succulent. I asked for extra gelatin. Just how you like them. <laughs> you didn't have to go to so much trouble. How many salads were there? Five. Champagne, a handsome man, and the stars. What else could I want? <laughs> the stars are beautiful tonight, aren't they? Yeah, they're good. Hmm. What do they remind you of? I'm going to say buttons. Hmm, um, a bit like buttons, yeah, or, or dreams. It's like each star is the dream of a child. You can never reach your dreams, but like stars, they guide you through your life. Although stars are no longer used as a navigational tool due to a GPS. Right, yeah. Um, but I want to know what you see in the stars. Tell me about the buttons, Martin. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they're like buttons, aren't they? Because they, uh, they hold space up like a button holds your trousers up. Or sometimes they can be purely decorative, e.g. on a lapel. That, that would be satellites. Shooting star, that's when a button falls off. Sometimes you've got a spare one sewn into the lining, which is the main way buttons differ from stars. And the buttons are millions of miles apart, uh, like there's been a terrible industrial accident at a haberdashery. But Martin, sorry, can I stop you? Your star talk is really weak. You're supposed to say something pretty, like... The stars are tiny diamonds on the vast velvet of the universe. Do you want another miniature pork pie? Stop hiding behind the pies, Martin. Say something vivid and magical about the stars now. Um, the stars are like holes in a massive sieve, and rain is God draining pasta. But the star holes are too small for the pasta to fall through, which is a good thing, because they're huge and would kill us. Ah! Where's my house? It's under a massive conchigle. I'm sorry. I'm going home. Like, I just... I don't think I can be with someone whose star talk is so horrific. Wait, 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 the moon. The moon reminds me of you. Go on. Bright and shimmering in the night. 
And in the 1960s, a couple of Americans were all over you. Martin! Middle England Instant Indignation Hotline. <sighs> Disgust me. Pedophile bankers are getting tax breaks for employing illegal immigrants with MBEs. Oh, it's so disgusting. Why? To appease the union. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, unions. Oh, what do they want to do? They just want to seal me up in a sealed bottle with a, a, a Hungarian mason. They just want to... Oh, God, it's... Oh, I'm just doing it for myself. Oh, that's disgusting. I'm so disgusting myself. Oh, I love it. Welcome to Oxford Zoo. The newly independent Chimp Mountain will be witnessing its first public execution at five o'clock today. Neil Crammer, a four-year-old Tasmanian gecko, was found guilty of looking at a monkey in a disrespectful way. He will be killed by electric banana. Come on, Jimmy, let me in. Come on. <laughs> what about Uncle Steve? No. Uncle Graham? No. Uncle Paul? Uncle Phil? Uncle Roger? No, I'm sorry, son. Uncle Henry's your only real uncle. He's in Australia. Oh, no, how can I even trust him anymore? <sighs> what about Uncle Baker? Hey? The man who sometimes gives me pastries for money. An uncle news agent man. What? No, they're just older men, Jimmy. Oh, Uncle Peter Sissons? Uncle Peter Sissons? No, Jimmy! Oh, come on! Come on, Jimmy! I never wanted to be through the looking glass! Oh. Chimp Mountain's new president, Gigantor the Baboon, has declared war on neighbouring Reptile City, citing a historic claim to the territory going back to 1974, when the chimps were moved owing to the expansion of the cafeteria. The chimps are fighting house to house, and their reign of terror has got as far as Terrapin Tank 4. Listen, Sarah, I've called you in for this meeting because the other members of staff have expressed concerns with the quality of your work. Really? I know you've had a hard time recently, but I've got to maintain standards. I'm doing my best, sir. Maybe that's true, but at the end of the day, you've got to stop ignoring the elephant in the room. Why? Because you're a zookeeper, Sarah! <coughs> what the hell is it doing in my office? So I reckon we'll need two coats on the walls, mm. but we'll probably get away with one on the ceiling. These new rollers are good, aren't they? But what, what, what are you doing? Um, Looking paint at you, gorgeous. Stop it, you idiot. What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing that? Well, we're a young couple decorating our first flat. We're going to have a sexy paint fight and then start kissing and then who knows? Oh, right. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Are we using the gloss or the enamel? Well, who cares? We're just a carefree young couple having a rites of passage moment. Good point. I'll lay down some dust sheets and we can crack off. You're not being romantic. I'm just aware that if this leads to lovemaking, I don't want us dripping gloss on the skirting boards. That could lead to bubbling. Also, if one of us ends up stenciling our buttocks on the wall, we're looking at one, maybe two extra coats. Yeah, you're ruining the moment, Martin. Tell you what, so that we can relax, why don't we take our clothes off and cover our entire bodies with masking tape, leaving holes for our eyes, mouths and genitals? Martin, stop talking, stop thinking, just... 
paint fight. You want a paint fight? Yes, Martin, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll start off by flicking a bit of paint like that. <laughs> We've got paint in my mouth. Oh, come on then, Martin. There. Oh, God, I've got glass in my eyes. Martin, what's up? Oh. Oh. I'm burned, oh. man. Oh. 15 love, I think. Martin, it's got... I'm burned. Oh. Just call an ambulance. I don't Martin. See it. Don't see it coming back from this one. This is why we... Oh, hey. Incident Indignation Hotline, what are you after? Uh, I want something really disgusting. Um, well, apparently the EU Court of Human Rights has ruled that blind people should be allowed to ride mopeds. Oh, oh that's disgusting. So all junctions in Europe have got to be fitted with wheel braille. Oh, so disgusting. Who, who's paying for this? Tell me, tell me. The taxpayer. Oh, I think it's disgusting. Okay, everybody off the coach. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. Exciting, isn't it? Okay, everybody gather, please. We're about to enter the workshop of a panini sandwich painter. I ask you to keep your voices down. It's painting onto a panini involves a great degree of concentration. Also, please don't touch the brushes or the paninis. It's a privilege to go into that actual workplace. This is definitely worth the 50 euros. <laughs> This man is called Alfredo. Octopus Pesto. Alfredo is a master panini painter using ancient techniques that have been handed down from generation to generation. What's he working on? I believe he's currently working on a breakfast panini. <gasps> I've had one of those! Shh, don't distract him. As you see, he uses a really fine brush to paint the panini. Panino. Oh, sorry, panino. The panini painters are very proud. Fandango, Giappino. Uh, watch how delicately Jorfredo dips the brush into the black paint and then delicately applies the grill lines directly onto the panini. Incredible. So accurate. It looks exactly as if it's been grilled. Oh, so that is the greatest compliment you can pay a panini painter. But it hasn't, and it never will be. It will be microwaved at the Newport Pagnol Motorway Services. That is Jorfredo's genius. Now, you can take photos of yourself with the panini and then we'll move on to the turkey dinosaur sculpting caves of Santi Cristo di Fangorini. Incredible. It is oh, amazing. Beautiful, huh? Oh, I'm the best day of my life. Jorfredo, see the model of the TV? Jimmy? Jimmy, how did it go? I didn't get it, did I? Oh, Jimmy. Oh, sorry, love. Did you, um... Do you know what? Well, I just wanted to... Well, it's never a waste of time to get more interview experience, get is it? Get to the point, Dad. Your dad's not making any point, are you, Derek? We're sure you tried your best. I was just wondering... Was it a man? The interviewer? Yes, and... Derek. Was he older than you? Derek! Yes, 30-ish, probably. So what? Did you call him uncle? Yes, I did! And yes, he didn't like it! Jimmy, this has got to stop! I can't help it! Jimmy, please! I'm never going to get a job! Jimmy! <laughs> you crippled me! It's our fault. It's all our fault. I'm thinking we should invite Annie and George to the barbecue. George? He's a convicted child killer. <laughs> no, he played a child killer in an ITV drama. I am an idiot, sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, as long as uh, Gavin Henderson arrives, the afternoon should go with a bang. 
What do you mean? Well, I thought uh, he could do some of the cooking, you know, given that he's a Michelin-starred... He played a Michelin-starred chef. In an ITV drama. <laughs> <Yes>. Sorry. Happens to the best of us. Oh, oh, by the way, I've just had a text uh, from Peter Groves. He's uh, he's actually going to pick up all the kids from ballet on the way here, so uh, should be here soon. Peter Groves is a convicted child killer. Yeah, in an ITV drama. No, not in an ITV drama. Oh, God. I'll get down to the community centre right now in the car. You, you call, call Barry Crivens. He's in the police. ITV drama again! Oh, come on! Thank you for travelling with a velvet wheels luxury coaches. I'm your driver, Pete. For today only, if you come and see me, I will sing you a song that will bring back your lost memories of childhood. Why not visit the zoo's clothes shop? The acne-faced Bulgarian anus fish t-shirts have been slashed in price for the fourth week in a row. Okay, uh, just a bit of cold jelly going on your tummy there, and uh, breathe normally, and we should see your baby on the screen. There! Oh, oh my god! It's beating nicely, looking oh. healthy, and I just. Oh. What is it? What's wrong? N- nothing. I'm not sure. I've never seen anything like this before. Please! He's fine, he's fine, he just. Well, he. He appears to be wearing a leather jacket. And shades. Shades indoors? Shades in utero. And hair plugs. And this really isn't my field of expertise, but I'm pretty sure he's perusing the brochure for a Porsche 911. That's a Porsche Boxster. Either way, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Your baby seems to be having a pre-life crisis. Martin, what are you going to have, love? I think I'll have the lasagna. We have the lasagna every time we eat here. Well, I like it. Martin, I want you to be more spontaneous. Okay, I'll have a pie. Not just here, more generally. Why can't you be more spontaneous? Hello? Yes, I'd like to order an after-dinner speech by Glenn Hoddle. Martin. No, no, I will not accept a Glenn Hoddle impersonator. No, not even if he can do Chris Waddle too. Okay, good. Thank you. Martin, what's got into you? I'm being more spontaneous. I've just ordered us an after-dinner speech by Glenn Hoddle. Why? Completely spontaneous decision. Now can I have the lasagna? Martin, I I meant spontaneous as in flying to Copenhagen for a romantic weekend break. Something like that. Oh, okay. Well, we probably can't afford that now. Why not? A ten-minute anecdote from Glenn Hoddle costs £25,000. Martin! And we're going to have to think about selling the car. Thank you for travelling with the Velvet Wheels luxury coaches. It's David Suchet week. Spot David Suchet on any of our coaches and manage to pin him down and you'll win a Belgian hamper. Oh, I'm a plumber and that's all I want to be With a spanner for a wife and a washer for my teeth Oh, oh my God! Oh! Who turned on the mains? Shut off! Shut it off! It was I, Aaron. Who are you? Let's just say I'm someone who's been following your plumbing career for some time from on high. (gasps) God! No, I'm a central heating ombudsman. And you started with such promise, Aaron. What happened? Hey, I do okay. Ow! Okay. You ought to be the greatest plumber in West Sussex by now, but you lost your nerve. And now you're so cut off from the plumbing scene, you don't even know if you're up to date with backflow preventers. Can I ask a question? Children ask. Plumbers do. But yeah, go ahead. These days, do you have to use PVC-based sealants? Owie! This is just the problem. All you're doing is seeking approval. From God? Oh, 
been through that. I'm a mortal administrator. Now, I'm going to answer your question with another question. Let's say I need you to fit a small bore sanitary system in a new build. What sort of piping would you use? Whatever is supplied with the system. <laughs> okay, it's not okay to hit me like this. Stop kowtowing to the man. You've got to show me some arse, some rubber hosing. Hit me with some old school copper piping. Better still, show some flair. Tell them to stick their system and install a roll-top bath in their kitchen. Connect their downstairs flush to the shower in the granny axe. I get it, I understand. I just have to be myself. Ooh, you have to be a plumber. But yeah, be yourself. Yeah, sorry about that last lap. It's okay. Welcome to Oxford Zoo. This is a customer announcement. An orangutan has not escaped, killed a zookeeper and put his clothes on. That is in fact Kevin. He is a valued employee, and if he's hurling feces at you, it's probably because you were being rude. Kevin, we need to talk. It's about your work this year. Look, I'm sorry. I, I, I've taken on some really big jobs this year, and they just haven't come together yet. Look, I need you on our major projects. You've got to stop building castles in the sky. Why? Because you're an architect, Kevin. They simply don't work. This falling masonry, everyone. Oh, right. Oh, I've got a buttress on my, my bloody desk. Ruined another Get out of my office. Yesterday I was reading about these monks in Vietnam, right, back in the 70s or whenever, and they just sat down in a public square and set themselves on fire. No way. Yeah, and then they just sat there and burned to make a point about something or other. That's amazing. Did it work? I don't know, probably. Wow. And it got me thinking about our protest about keeping the pony centre open. Oh, you're not going to do it to yourself? Oh, no, of course not. I've set this monk on fire. Amazing. It's really effective. I'm already sitting up and paying attention. It's, like, so noble. Beats another bake sale, that's for sure. Aren't you supposed to do it somewhere public, though? Oh, I think he's dead. I'll go get another one. Oh, no. I'll get a bigger one. Maybe get a nun? Does it work with nuns? I don't know, we could try. Welcome to Oxford Zoo. The penguin disco begins in five minutes. Door policy is if you're not a penguin, you're not getting in. I don't know how many times we have to tell you people. I don't think I've ever felt myself. <coughs> not as a girl, not now. Who I am is just a collection of ideas, ambitions that you forced on me. Pippi, don't talk like that. It's true. I always used to trust you. Go, 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 Come on, please, keep it down. I told you it's a bad idea to plan a heist that coincides with the afternoon play. I'm absolutely engrossed. You couldn't disable the alarm. Police will be here any second. Dave's been shot. God, it hurts. Oh, is that Celia Henry? Yes, and Penelope Wilton, who's putting in a performance that is at once brutal and tender. So if you don't mind, can you keep it down? I'm losing a lot of blood here, guys. Hang on, is that Ian Hunt? Yes, he's playing the heart surgeon who has to choose between the two sisters. Celia Imry and Penelope Wilton. Quick, I don't feel good. Is it Dame Celia Imry? Yes, I think so. I don't know if it is, you know. Obviously, it should. That goes without saying. I can't feel my arm. I actually saw Ian Holmes' King Lear at the National back in 98. Definitive Lear for me. I deserved Olivier Award. Jacoby! Hey? Jacoby! Jacoby was the definitive performer. Absolutely not! Jacoby's wonderful, but he's just not suited to verse. Well, then, if I'm honest, I think Celia Imry's performances are often a little bit mannered. God, he has lost a lot of blood. I do like it. I do. Okay, Jimmy. Sitting comfortably? Yes, yeah, thanks. Breathe normally and simply say what you see into the microphone. First slide coming up now. Dog. Boat. 
house. Uncle man. Can you do deep breaths? That's it, ready? Let's try again. Laurie. Gerbil. Sorry, my fault settings. Um, I'm not here for that. I just adjust them. Sorry. Good. Table. Banana. Now, I want you to take your time with this next one, Jimmy. Okay? Deep breaths. Um, Jimmy, slow. Pilot. Good. Uncle Pilot. <laughs> Uncle! Uncle! Uncle, uncle, uncle! For those of you concerned by the simian disobedience here at Oxford Zoo, I have a disturbing update. Tarantula Town has closed its monkey embassy and ordered the diplomatic staff to go back to Chimp Mountain. You might want to get down there now, actually, because the monkey diplomats have responded in the form of an absurd tea party. Middle England Instant Indignation Hotline. I want to be really disgusted. Tell me what it's like in prison. It's like a holiday camp. Oh. Every time a nonce walks in, they get an Xbox and a free leather jacket. Oh. Oh, I think it's disgusting. A disgusting disgrace! I was only a young girl when my mother gave me a piece of advice which has clung in my mind ever since. To love is to fool, she said, but never eat a trifle in winter. I chewed on her words and then put my spoon down and told Daddy that Mummy had gone weird again. But as the doctor drove her away, my mother fixed me with a glassy glare and called out, Beware the handsome journalist! What could this mean? Why would I need such a warning? Why has she made a Christmas trifle in the first place? It was a full year later when I heard talk in the town of what had happened to Mother, how she had gone to the city, been seduced and sent full mad by a dashing broadcaster called Dimbleby. Several years passed and I found myself in London, working on the research desk at BBC News. The excitement and energy of the newsroom was like a drug. I was snorting headlines for breakfast and intravenously injecting more considered features for supper. I felt so alive. And one morning I got the call that I'd been waiting all my life for. Daisy, said the telephone. My name is Peter Johnson. I'm the producer of Question Time. How would you like to be a researcher on next month's episode from Hull? As I skipped home that night with the crisp November air flowing in my hair, I thought, blow you, Mum, I'm going to have a trifle tonight. My first day in the office was a blur of briefing documents and sorting out transport for Benjamin Zephaniah. I had to pinch myself. It was all I'd ever wanted. Suddenly the blur turned to sharp, clean focus. My heart stopped and my eyes fixed. I even stopped slurping my trifle. My colleague, Bianca, a forthright but kindly production coordinator, noticed the direction of my gaze and laughed. <laughs> oh, Daisy, don't be like all the others. What do you mean? Trust me, Daisy, you're not the first girl to fall for him, and you won't be the last. But who is he? That, my dear, is Dimbleby. Dimbleby. The great Dimbleby. A name I hadn't heard since leaving my hometown. There he was, striding purposefully through the office. He fixed me with a gaze that almost took me from my feet. Daisy, 
he said with a voice that seemed to bypass the ears entirely and go straight into your heart. Any chance of a fizzy water and a Kit Kat? Heaven help me. I was his. Thank you for travelling with Velvet Wheels Luxury Coaches. For those making connections at Victoria, be aware that the 9.30pm service to Hull is currently delayed due to low driver self-esteem. Please be patient, it's not Alan's fault. Oh, it's written well, isn't it? Ah, Reagan, I'm a cool. Oh. Okay, we have the car surrounded. Do you have your weapons and leave the vehicle with your hands on your head? Can you be quiet, please? One out of options. It's a masterclass. Imri, Ian Holm, Penelope Wilton, the Triple Crown. I've always felt Imri was overrated. I saw him in the Rhymes at the Sonic Playhouse. If I'm honest, I thought the performance was very mannered. That's what I think of that opinion. And secondly, if Celia Imry isn't a Dane, which she might be, but if she isn't, well, if it, if it turns out she is, then that's fine. If not, we'd like her to be made a Dane. Also, I very urgently need medical treatment. Shh. This is the bit where we find out the identity of the unknown third triplet. Can you just turn it up a bit. The only person I can see is Mr. Butterfield. Hello, madam. Oh my God. What are you? Gamble. <laughs> this is extraordinary drama. Look, Tim, I'm your boss. You can talk to me. I just don't know what to do. I think it's best if you let sleeping dogs lie, don't you? But why? Because you run a Rottweiler nursery, Tim! Oh, God, look what you made me do! You made me shout! I've woken up again for crying out loud! Get out! Oxford Zoo is proud to say that it is now part of the First Republic of Monkeyvania. All hail Gigantor. His heart is true and his... Well, I can't say this. It's a lie. It's a horrible monkey with a big blue ass. Run for your lives! Run! Run! No, no, no! No, not the electric banana! defendants recognise the following passage of events as reported to us by the police and numerous civilian witnesses that following the bank robbery and the police standoff the defendants instigated a car chase in which they drove to the National Theatre disrupted a matinee of the Duchess of Melfi and kidnapped Celia Imry from the stage Dame Celia Imry Oh, is it Dame? I've always found her performances to be rather mad myself Small scene starred Daniel Rigby, Carrie Ed Lloyd, Sarah Pascoe, Mike Wozniak, and Henry Packer. It was written by Benjamin Partridge, Henry Packer, and Mike Wozniak. The producer was Simon Mayhew Archer. Mm-hmm.